evening. The first reading is taken from the first letter to the Corinthians. It's chapter 13, reading verses 1 to 13. It's on page 1154. If I speak in the tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonour others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. second reading this morning is from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 2, verses 22 to 40. It can be found on the Church Bibles on page 1028. When the time of their purification according to the law of Moses had been completed, Joseph and Mary took him to, uh, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the Lord, law of the Lord, Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord and to offer the sacrifice in keeping with that is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. 
when the parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what was the custom of the law required, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of the people, a light for the revelation of the Gentiles and for glory of your people Israel. The child's father and mother marveled at what was said to him, when Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, This child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel, and will be a sign that will be spoken against, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed, and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband for seven years after her marriage. And then she was a widow for until she was 84. She never left the temple but worshipped day and night, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke to the child about the child to all who were looking for to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done what was required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town in Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong, and he was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. This is the word of the Lord. say, Heavenly Father, we thank you for your words to us. <coughs> we thank you that uh, you speak and that you, uh, you are always speaking to us. And Lord, the words that I'm allowed to speak, uh, I pray that they are of you. And that, Lord, if they are not from you, any, any that are not from you, that they would fall by the wayside. But those that are of you, they would take root and that they would grow. Help us to love and love one another. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Well, hello. It's nice, it's good to be back. Um, when I went to train six and a half years ago, I was prepared. Yeah, six and a half, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and six and a half years. Six and a half years ago, when I went to train, um, I was prepared to go to the deepest, darkest corners of the world. Places like Southend, Clapton. <laughs> I even had some northern friends, so that I, you know, I felt the Lord might be preparing me to learn how to speak northern in case I had to move up there. <laughs> it turns out the Lord has other plans. <laughs> and I'm, I'm back here uh, in, uh, well, in Bado, at least for half of my time. And um, it, it's, it is a real joy. and a priv- I was not expecting to, ever, to come back uh, in this guise. Uh, so it's a real joy and it's a real privilege to be back and uh, I'm really looking forward to the next season and all that God has in store for all of us. So yeah, it's, uh, I know there will be some, there are some faces that I've not seen here before and um, uh, there are many looking at me now that have known me since I was about that tall. Um, but there are others that I don't know as well and it will be, it, it'll be great to get to know you um, as we go on the next step. Um, of this church's journey and uh, this parish's journey 
and Bado's journey. And also in this room will be a great number of people with different levels of patience. Different levels of patience and different abilities to wait for things. There will be some people in this room for whom patience flows like an endless river. They are the epitome of the Guinness advert. They know that good things come to those who wait. They go through life at a leisurely pace, and at every moment to them is like an hour. They have time to stare at the birds of the sky as they fly past, and they ask, why are birds? Where are they going? What are they doing? They look at the flowers of the fields, and they ponder the significance of the season. They think through their text messages before they press send. <laughs> and then, there are people like me. People who do not always have this mystical art of being able to wait well. The kind, I am the kind of person that when I uh, open up Deliveroo on my, on, my, on my phone, I order my chicken jalfrezi, and I look at my phone, and I'm wondering why it hasn't turned up yet. <laughs> why is it not here? Why are you not here with my food? And I watch the little man crawl <laughs> along the map, slowly, at least in my mind, slowly. Anyway, when I've ordered something exciting to arrive in the post, and I check the tracking, and I find out that I am delivery 103 of 104, that is a day of despair. It, be, it will become the longest day I've ever had in my existence. Or if there's an exciting day uh, coming up, I, I will feel desperate that the other days will just vanish. You know, for, for me in the, in the Brown family, at least for the blokes, it's... You know, if we're going to an air show, like, I just want to get there. I just want to arrive there. I just want to be there doing the thing. And waiting, for some of us, waiting is a really, really hard thing to do. Having that level of patience, it can be hard. As we turn uh, to this morning's passage... Uh, we see uh, a familiar, a familiar um, reading for a lot of us um, and some characters that some of us may know quite well uh, if you've read this passage, Simeon and Anna. And if you're the kind of person who uses the Anglican form of prayer in the evenings, I'm not sure how you don't need to own up, um, you, you'll know Simeon's uh, words because you'll you pray them every day. Uh, Dimitris, uh, it's, it's, some of us pray that every day. But as I zoned in on this uh, passage, the one thing that really stood out for me this time um, is uh, this phrase in the, in the middle. Um, it's translated differently uh, in different versions. This morning it was waiting for consolation. Waiting for consolation. Or sometimes it's waiting for comfort. Sometimes it is um, looking forward to. Looking forward to. And I was, as I was reading different versions, I was like, I started to get really interested in that, in that phrase. Why is it different everywhere I read it? And uh, 
I, I found a Greek word in the middle. Yes, I'm going there. A Greek word in the middle called prostokomai, which I am sure you all use in regular conversation. I didn't know, really know what it meant until a couple of days ago, so don't worry. Um, you know, are you looking forward to the weekend? Yes, I prostokomai for the weekend. Um, it's not, it doesn't roll off, doesn't roll off the tongue, does it? But uh, this word, um, and, and a lot like a lot of Greek words, in, in fairness, uh, you can't really translate into English that well. But if you start looking behind the meaning of the word, and it's, it is like an eagerness in waiting. Just, you know you're waiting for something and you're looking forward to it. You just, you, just, you know, oh, I've got some good news. I know something good's about to happen and I just need to, I need to get there. I, I want it to happen. And, 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 and Simeon, Simeon Prostokomais, he is eager, he is waiting. He is waiting for the Lord. In Andy language, it's like God has said to Simeon, the delivery driver is just round the corner with extra onion bhajis that you haven't paid for and you need to go and wait at the door. You need to go and wait at the doorstep and keep watch. Because it's coming. It's coming. And in Simeon's case, it's not, it's not onion bhajis, thank the Lord. It's not onion bhajis. It is the comfort of Israel, the comfort of God's people, the Messiah. And so Simeon does uh, kind of what, what, he, what, he's, what he's asked to do, really, in some respects. He goes, he watches, and he, he waits. And it's not just Simeon, or even Anna, who's later in the passage. I'm not going to say too much about her this morning, but other than to say that 84 in those days was really good going, um, good, good on you, girl. You know you got you, you, you you've really run your race. Um, it's an amazing age, and we don't actually know how old Simeon is. Although, when again, when I was researching, I, I learned that actually forty was old in those times, um, so, and I'm fast approaching that. Which, yeah, <laughs> I don't really think of myself as old, but we don't know how old Simon is. But actually, their ages, in some respects are only the tip of the iceberg. Only the tip of the iceberg. Because the people of Israel have been waiting for comfort for a long, 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 I could go on time. Centuries they've been waiting properly for consolation. Started with the exile. And then they returned to Israel, thought everything was okay. And then you've got occupation after occupation after occupation. And they were all, all of them, waiting for this moment of comfort, waiting for this moment of consolation. When is it coming? When is it coming? And it's not just, like I say, Simeon or Anna who were waiting. Everybody was waiting and a lot of people were looking. 
the temple authorities, they were looking for it, perhaps in their building project and their systems. Herod was looking for it in his own position. Pilate was probably very nervously wondering what was going to happen next. The people, people of God were looking for a great military leader, someone who, who would look great to them, who would kick, kick the butts of the Romans and send them on their way, send them out of Israel. They were looking for someone who looked great. Some would even want to work with the Romans as they saw it to a root, the, uh, a root of power and security in those times. And here's the point. Most people are looking up to these people of greatness for their salvation. But what's Simeon doing? Simeon is looking in the, at the eyes of a baby. Simeon is not looking at someone who, with his earthly eyes, looks great. He's looking at humility. He's looking at a baby. Quite a privileged thing, because Simeon is looking into the eyes of love, and love is looking back. And in that moment, as he sees love face to face, he sees God face to face. And I think in that moment, he knows that he is known and fully known. And he departs in peace, not just for himself, but for the people. He knows salvation is coming. Not in greatness, but in humility, in a small moment. Now, I had my licensing and installation service recently over the, the far reaches of the Meads in Chalmer Village, and it was a wonderful uh, service, but at the end of that service, uh, there's, there's a part in the liturgy that's really interesting, and it finishes with the famous lines of Matthew 25. And what it doesn't say is, when did we see you, Lord? Was it when we followed those great leaders and we did great things in the world and we looked amazing is that when we saw you no that's not how Matthew 25 goes we find Jesus and we see Jesus and we see salvation when we feed those who need feeding give a drink to those who are thirsty clothe those who need clothing when we turn with humility to those who are humble, to those we need to serve. That's when we see Jesus. And that's when we find salvation. Not in our own greatness, but in his love. And I think as we journey through this next season, Holding on to these things is going to be more important than ever. It's going to be more important. Because in 2022, and over the last two years or so, how many of us have been waiting for some kind of comfort? Some kind of consolation? The whole of society is yearning for it. 
You know, um, I'm an introvert um, by nature, and when the first lockdown came in, I was like, I have got this. I have got this. This is what I was made for. I can spend some time with my theological books, some time praying, doing some studying. Um, I can learn to cook some new things, which I did. Um, as you know, it's only for 12 weeks. It's only for 12 weeks. And 12 weeks turned into 12 months. 12 months turned into two years, almost. And as it, as it just went on and on and on, and things disappeared from my life that I enjoyed doing because they got cancelled, life just got harder and harder, and it felt heavy. And I just became more and more fed up, and even as an introvert, I have to admit that I needed other people. In fact, I don't, uh, again, you don't have to own up. I'm not even really sure how the extrovert survived that period. Um, <laughs> uh, those, and you know, uh, I, I was in a relatively comfortable position. Uh, those of you who homeschooled and stayed sane and are able to this point to string a sentence together cognitively, I don't know what that was like for you and how hard that must have been. And it has, it's just been so, so hard. And all of us are looking and waiting for some kind of consolation, something from God to bring us comfort in our time. But here's this morning's health warning. Let's just be careful where we look for it. Let's be careful where we look for it. And if we want to find it, I'm not sure you're going to find it amongst anybody who is chasing after their own greatness. I'm not sure you're going to find it. Uh, it's not that politicians can't have wisdom, but they can be right, they can be wrong. Any of us in this world can be right or wrong. And as a society, we are great now. Uh, the modern world, we are great, but when we need a little fix, when we need a little bit of comfort, we look to celebrities. Um, others might look to leaders. Some of us might look to science. Uh, they want to find the best scientists. So you might be able to think of other examples of people that we might look to in these situations. And uh, the, the thing I want to say is that none of these professions or none of these people are um, bad in and of themselves. You know, we all need a little entertainment sometimes. We all need leaders to help make the decisions for the common good. And we need, we need our scientists to help uh, observe what's going on and, and help make those good decisions. But be wary of those uh, who are doing it for their own greatness. If you want comfort, look for God. And you'll probably not find him in greatness as we perceive it. But amongst the things that are humble, 
amongst the things that are, are smaller. And you'll find hope and comfort when you find love. You know, there's a lot of people out there doing amazing things. Lots of people chasing amazing, wondrous things. But as we heard this morning, if you lack love, you have nothing. Zipple. Actually, when I open my news app at the moment and I, I, I look at what's going in, you can see a lot of people speaking in the tongues of men and angels, but who are nothing but clagging symbols at the moment. You know, if you look at what's going on, I will um, just quickly touch on Ukraine and what's going on there. It's awful. And it's a man or men acting as a clanging symbol. It doesn't feel like there's much love there. What we need is people like Simeon, people like Anna. People who do have faith in a better tomorrow, who are prepared to do things not so that they can boast, not so that they can boast, but those who do things with love to serve in humility. I've spoken a lot about waiting this morning. What's the antidote in 1 Corinthians? Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but in the truth. It bears all things, believes in all things, hopes in all things, and endures all things. Simeon left that, ta that temple that day because he had looked in the face of love and he had found comfort and he had found peace. And if this morning, like so many around the world at the moment, you are waiting for comfort and consolation, then learn who love is and learn to love. Don't look for the great things of this world. Look for the greatness of the one who made the world. Look into the humility of who Jesus is. And it's there you'll find peace and salvation. Amen. Amen. Nadia.